Open up. Furball. <laughs> Come on, we've got a show to do. Hello and welcome Hello. to episode Ooh. 24 of... Oh, we started? Of, yeah, I thought I'd do a sneaky oh, start. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Green Cows Don't Fly, the Questor's Guide to Saving at the World, that is, the penultimate episode, episode 24, here in the green room as ever, and I've got B with me. How you, B? Hello, John. Um, I was going to say, explain yourself. Well, I was <laughs> not much point asking how you are today. Sounds no. like you're death's door. You got the lurgy. You're trooper lovely. You're trooper though, aren't you? Oh well, you know things we do for the show. Sure must go on. Sure must, must go, go on. on. Yes, it must. And uh, yeah, there you go. So here we are again. Another grim, grey, drab spring day here in UK city. And today we have chapter twenty-four, and it's called "Beams Are Gonna Blind Me." Sounds familiar, that. Hmm, that's a song, isn't it? Super. Super trooper. Super trooper. Super trooper. Oh, is that a giveaway? Is that a spoiler? No, 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 no. Which has been singing. Well, he's been singing Super Trooper before, hasn't he? So he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Spoiler. Well, where did we leave them last time? Do you remember? I haven't got a clue. Bit of a. Oh well, we were doing things in between. Oh, yeah. I think King Floras has just got himself through the fart hole. That's it. Oh, is that no? Is that it? No. I'm not sure. <laughs> Do we know what we're doing? No. Hang on, press pause for a second. Press, press I'll go pause. and check. Oh, let's go and check. Yeah, you go and check. <laughs> and we're back in the room. So what happened? <laughs> They're in Brighton. Was uh-huh. it Brighton? They yeah. went to the pavilion. They killed right. somebody. No, they didn't kill her because she wasn't Barbage. Uber driver but they got found... it, though, didn't they? Pardon? The Uber driver got it, I think, didn't he? The Uber driver, his, um, he was stabbed to death. <clears throat> and I think a few security guards or something at the pavilion. <laughs> And um, but they found the box of swag, right. the key of Swert, and they now have the puzzle piece. And King Floras is galloping along the beach, coming towards them. Blimey. On a dragon. It's gripping. We could we've got to get Peter Jackson in for this to make it all up. Who? Peter Jackson. Pardon? Peter Jackson. I... Oh. <laughs> oh so there was a funny. Tw- I think it was a funny Twitter account back in the day called the Peter Jackson. Or Jigson. Was he Jigson or Jigson? Anyway, it's funny. Because uh, he's, he's a Kiwi, isn't he? <laughs> I have no idea. He is, yeah. Nice chap. Oh, okay. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Well, where's Brian then? Um, oh, he's coming over there, isn't he? I just oh, see him arrive. Yes, yeah, so look, he's, he's signing an autograph, look. Oh, yes. And he's got the complete works of Shakespeare under his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, honestly, I was just spending some quality time with my fans. Are you sure they're fans and not stalkers? You may scoff, but I have just placed an order with a highly reputable merchandise vendor. Oh, Brian Merch. Can the listeners buy it? What is it? Mugs and bookmarks. Mugs? Are you saying they can buy themselves? <laughs> He's calling them mugs. They certainly are mugs if they're buying Brian merchandise. Yeah, well, popular man. Oh, talking of merchandise, we've got some news. We certainly have. We have been um, working on the, um, what do you call it? Transcribing. The book to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, transcribing. Transcribing it. So, yes, we, we're trying to get um, a book going off this, um, yeah. where you can read the story. You can't hear our comments, obviously, or read no. our comments. But it'll just be the story, and it will have a few extra um, bits yes. as well. Yes, some fabulous extra. artwork. 
some brilliant depictions of the characters. <laughs> don't get their hopes up. Well, I don't know. I can see these in T-shirts. You'd not be able to move in the West End. Everybody wearing them in a couple of couple of months' time. Yeah, so we're going to transcribe. We're transcribing uh, AI's efforts so as you can read them. And sadly, you won't have Brian's fantastic inflections or living the text. But that won't be a bad thing because it might make more sense when you read the words yourselves. Well, they can act it out, couldn't they? Or, well, read it out aloud and actually make a better job of it. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> I think anybody would make a better job of it, to be honest. <laughs> it's even got punctuation, hasn't it? It does. It has typos. Yeah, you can see the whole lot. You know, you could have sort of um, Quester's Guide nights, you know. Have your friends mm. round. Act, oh, yeah. Act it out. <laughs> read it out to them. But, yeah, so watch this space. That's coming soon. Available to download in the not-too-distant future. And it will have extra content as well. So even if you've heard the show, you will find something interesting. Well, hopefully interesting in there. Yes. Well, don't go too mad, but you'll find something in there. I suppose you want me to go on with this? Chapter 24. Beams are gonna blind me. Feeling like a number one. Bob gets to the end of Super Trooper. Finishing the song with a slow and extremely showy ralentando. He holds a really long note on the word one, for a good five seconds or more. Pristina pulls a disapproving expression. Being a former regional ABBA fan club organizer, she's quite picky about any performance of their songs, irrespective of who's doing it. Her ABBA knowledge is encyclopedic and almost bordering on the geeky. Uh, hang on a minute. Um, it's all well and sweet that she's such a nerd about ABBA, but she's the Elvis fan. Well, she can, she can be a fan of both, though, can't she? Yeah, but it was Bob, really, who was the ABBA person. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. But see, she's a bit of a dark horse. Turns out she, what was she, the regional coordinator of the... <laughs> something or other, I don't know what the hell she was. Local ABBA fan club. Do they have them? <laughs> Do you have one where you are? <laughs> no, I don't know, I'll have to look it up. I'll, I'll, I'll Google it. We do actually, where, where I live, we have a, um, an Elvis impersonator, he's an Indian guy, and he goes uh-huh. around the Indian restaurants, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he sings, yeah. he's actually quite good, yeah. well, actually, it sounds surprising, but no, he's quite good, and he does, um, so you can have um, an Elvis night in a curry. She says, it doesn't finish like that on the record, Bob. Doesn't it? How does it finish then? Says Bob. Crazel hums the correct ending and says, it's a fade out. Isn't it? Pristina nods. Exactly Crazel, she says. Crazel blushes. Hey, why so formal babe? Call me Gray, he says. He's still at it. Pristina ignores him but sneers instead. He gets the message. Bob ignores both. Fade out, made out. What's the difference? He says. So, King Flardas, he's approaching, right? He's galloping on his dragons towards mm. the beach. Yes, like it's that, getting, You know, yeah, that was in the last episode. Very it? tense, very tense. I hear what you're saying, yeah. But they, um, 
Self Lardis is coming in there discussing songs. Yeah, well, got to get these things right, you know, if you're a nerd or you, if you're geeky. <laughs> you have to get these things right, don't you? <laughs> but surely it's not the time now. No, probably Should not. They, um... You wouldn't want this crew sort of um, going to save you, you know, if they can get hit up on the sort of niceties of how other songs finish. <laughs> Grandolf raises a hand. He's got something to say. He says, hold soft, good questers, something tells me and call it intuition if you will but mayhap tis important. Bob, if it pleaseth you, kindly reprise Super Trooper's last chorus, yet finish it, as per, the record. That is to say, fade it out, says Grandolf, who for whatever reason is going a bit Shakespearean. All the while King Fladas and the Dragon Herder army, is getting closer looming larger and more menacing by the second. Shrugging his shoulders, Bob starts the last chorus of Super Trooper again. Tonight, the Super Trooper, beams are, gonna blind me. But, I won't feel blue. Pristina joins in. Super Trooper. Sings Pristina, adding in Agnetha's and Anifrid's backing vocals. She's very good too. Pristina's good that is. Not Agnetha or Anifrid, although both are excellent vocalists too. And they're still singing. And all the while the army's getting closer and closer. It's really their death song, I think. Hopeless. It's hopeless. They're hopeless. We're never going to be saved. <laughs> they, Bob and Pristina, repeat and gradually get quieter and as they do, something incredible is happening. The quieter the singing gets, the more the galloping throng of Fladas's army thins out. The fading out singing is somehow diminishing their numbers. Grandolf twigs what's happening immediately. He commands, keep on. More singing less. Bob looks baffled. Eh? How can we do more by doing less? That's an oxymoron, says Bob. Verily? says Grandolf. But see, for the quieter you singeth, so then does the advancing host diminish. Grandolf points at the approaching, and diminishing army. Already, the murderous horde numbers less than half those that started the charge. Hologram Bob's quick on the uptake. Oh right. Gotcha, says Bob. Less is more pristina. Sing girl. Sing. Why does he want to sing girl? Does he not want to sing super trooper? Sing girl, sing. Yeah. You see, this is not what we're how talking to about. Rally the troops, no. No, and, and also, you know, this is a good, good point because we mentioned our upcoming book, The Questor's Guide to Saving It, The World That Is. When you read the text with the proper punctuation, that's going to make sense, isn't it? It, it will do, hope. Yes, it will. <laughs> After a fashion. He's just Brian and he's wonderful. Yes, he's. Uh, it's not even method, it's no method school of acting. No acting. He and Pristina drop their volume further. They are now scarcely audible, and of the once scary large horde of warriors, there remains only Flardas and Shiner. What a bit of luck. 
It looks like the questers will save the world as soon as the song fades to silence. At this rate, then surely their last two foes will vanish, just like the others have done. Fladar sleeps off his dragon, and rummages around in a sort of saddlebag thing. He takes a getter blaster from the bag, and smiles at Grandolf and the others, most cruelly. Fladas shouts, Did you really think it would be so easy to defeat me, old man? What a plonker, he screams. And before Bob and Pristina can fade to absolute silence, Fladas presses play on the getter blaster with a chubby finger. A cacophonous racket starts up. Slipknot's death metal sound blares out, drowning Bob and Pristina's last few words. If only they had reached the very end of the fade-out. But, sadly, they hadn't. Then, to the quester's dismay the entire murderous horde reappears, and they don't look too chuffed about their unexpected, not to mention annoying vanishment. King Fladas shouts, evil will always win. And now, prepare to die by the blade of my ancient sword, Glabadong. Ah, classic fantasy. You must have a mighty sword, the mighty sword of Glabadong. <laughs> oh dear. Well, it's better than calling it Frank or something. Yeah, well, you kind of have a name, you know, all the best ones do. Tolkien, all his swords and names. Everything you read with a sword in's got a name. Done his homework there. 10 out of 10. Fladas draws his ancient sword, Glabadong. Hologia, who's not done much for a while to be fair, screams, then vanishes like a tortoise, in her armor. Craze Elan sheathes his own sword, Chiplets, but it's nowhere near as mighty as Glabadong. Krazel looks toward his fly and then toward Fladas's codpiece. His cheeks turn bright crimson and he hurriedly resheathes chiplets. He mutters under his breath, some you win, some you lose. Is there a Mr. Sigmund Freud in the house? Paging Sigmund Freud. <laughs> Something's going on there. Envy. And it's just not just sword envy. <laughs> but calling your <clears throat> sword chiplets. Chiplets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even that, you know, irrespective of size or girth or anything, you know, chiplets against Glabberdong, I mean, it's such a no-show, isn't it? It's an epic battle. Never going to be. There's going to be one swing of Glabberdong and chiplets. One swing of chiplets. Chiplets and chiplets shatters into a zillion pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Fladas continues gloating. He's loving this and you can tell. The king shouts... Glabadong has not seen action for a long time, so what better a resumption of gratuitous slaying than for it to cleave you gang of miserable wretches to shreds. Lord Executioner, the block if you will. A soldier, dressed all in black, walks from the ranks, carrying an executioner's block, which he sets on the sand in front of his king. Yeah, stick em all, your majesty says the soldier. But Grandolf won't be defeated this easy. Not so fast, Fladas. There may be life in the old dog yet, says Grandolf, 
To which Flardy says, and what are you going to do? Because I have you outnumbered 55,826 to a mere 5 of you. You don't have a hope. Let's get this over with. I command, you all kneel before me and let Glabadong taste your blood. But Grandolf looks at Flardas with defiance shining inside his eyes, and shouts, What will I do, say you? I will use my special telekinetic thought powers against you. That's what, says Grandolf, getting a desperate last gasp idea, although not knowing if it will work. Oh yes, shouts Flardas, then changes his tone to a cynical one. I have heard of your thought powers smithy. Me and the lads here, are sure to be vanquished when you make a few bottles of wine pop open. Help Shiner. Save me, save me from the terrible corks, mocks Flardas. So it looks like the chips are coming down here and Grandolf's finally getting an idea that he might use one of his powers to uh, help. Did you say the chips are coming down? Yeah, the chips are coming down. <laughs> the chiplitzes. The chiplitzes. That's exactly chiplitzes is coming down. Yeah, what's he going to do? Well, yeah, and he's being mocked, of course, you know, because let's face it, wine cork's going off, it's not going to cut it really in this situation. So what is he going to do? Well, it's like, um, he's like Florida says, isn't it? Save me from these terrible corks. Yes, he's taking a piss oh, the, there, um, isn't he? Well, Brian didn't quite say it right. No, it didn't. Duh. <laughs> Acting. Well, it's all very tense. I'm getting excited. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Grandolf decides that thinking about making Flardas and his army disappear might be worth a shot. Make Flardas and his army disappear, he thinks, and no sooner does he think it, when a whole row of them disappears. He thinks it again. There goes another row. But the odds still look really dire. They, the questers that is, still don't really have much of a chance. But then Bob, the hologram, comes to the rescue. He traces a large rectangle about the size of a standard house door, in midair. The outline glows green and gold as if on fire. Quick, follow me, says Bob. He leaps through the door and vanishes. The other questers look on, too stunned to react. Bob's head reappears through the shimmering rectangle. He's looking annoyed. For fuck's sake. What are you waiting for? Hurry before it's too late. Follow hologram Bob quickly, says Grandolf, coming to his senses. They all jump through the rectangle, and as soon as they pass through, the shimmering outlines of the door disappear. The questers have escaped, but they aren't far away. For, although Flardas and his army can't see the questers, the questers can see Flardas and his army. Also, they can hear every word Flardas and his army say. Bob's magic door has simply taken them into another parallel dimension for 45 minutes. That means they only have 45 minutes to save the world. Remembering their manners, they all say thank you to Bob. Well, at least I said thank you. Well mannered, very nice. Yes, but, you know, he thought, army, disappear, 
Yes. And then only a row of them went. Yeah. I he saw thought that. let his army disappear and just one row goes. Why did they stop? Why doesn't he just say, Oh well right then, the next row goes? All of them. All of them? Yeah. Make all fifty six thousand disappear. That would have been the thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Needs to be more precise. He's got a lot to learn actually, you know. Got a lot to learn as a superhero. Bob tells them to think nothing of it. Then they hear Shina speaking to his master, Fladas, that is. He says, the fools. Had they but the wit to have first found the jigsaw of Zabadak and inserted the missing golden talisman, they would have done away with us forever, and in doing so destroyed the farce hole too. Puny and witless creatures, says Shina. Yes. It is vital they do not discover that it, the jigsaw of Zabadak that is, is to be found in Singh's rock shop. For if they do, our plans are in ruins, says Fladas. Looking and listening from a matter of only a few feet in the parallel dimension, Grandolf slaps his forehead with his palm. Doe. What kind of fool am I not to realize Mr. Singh has a greater part to play in this business? says Grandolf. Yes, it all fits. How come he's been the only other person we have encountered since getting out of the cab? Well not counting the ticket lady at the pavilion, says Ologia. Yes, put that way then it's obvious, says Crazel. They all stand looking at each other, eyes wide and shoulders shrugging. Grandolf takes charge once more. Okay, all is still good. We must go to Mr. Singh's rock shop and find the jigsaw of Zabadak, then insert the golden talisman in its rightful place, and do all that before the 45 minutes elapses. The future of everything depends upon it. Well, that leaves us ready for the finale. Finale, yep. The big, big finale next week. So... Don't last ever show. Last ever show. Oh. Well, of, of this story anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yes. Not We're not going entry, anywhere. Ever. We're going to have to find 24 minutes, 25 minutes of bilge to fill in in the meantime till we come up with a good idea. <laughs> oh, for a new, for a new different podcast. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Green cows don't fly, aren't flying anywhere. Well, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you see what I mean. <laughs> But you had to think all, about that for a minute, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's all set up, though. It's a bit like that sort of quote in the, in the today's story, wasn't it? Sing more or less. <laughs> My brain hurts. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to get very complex in these uh, these uh, fantasy stories, you know, parallel universes. Singing. Yes, what we're trying to say is that next week is the last. <laughs> yes, that's a long way around. Yeah, this story is coming to an end next week. And, uh, but a new one will be starting. And yeah. remember yeah. the book that we are... Um... Yes, don't forget the book, because this is coming out very, very soon in a downloadable form. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Um, yeah, we'll keep you posted on Twitter and um, Facebook and the like and Instagram. So if you follow us there, you will get all the updates on the actual book. Yeah. And what you want to do next week is, you know, get ready Come for a, a finale party. <laughs> Come back, first of all. And then get ready for a finale party because you will be amazed. Get the champagne ready. No, not the champagne, the blackcurrant wine. Yeah. And um, It'll be the best ending of a thing ever that's ended. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so there you go. So be there, same time, same bat channel next week, and we'll be here. Well, see you next week.
拜。